0: Good morning, Cape Town. Good morning, Rachel Slade. Just round for time about what I'll tell them all this. Hi, I'm Jean-Paul of Honor, i Abrams. Here today with my <laughs> lovely, <laughs> my lovely uh, friend, Mr. Javon Lamb.
1: Good afternoon, my clear mensen. You are now tuned into Cape Flat Stories Radio Station. And we are live at the Trinity Trust foundation (laughs) we were able to get all your printing done chips all your printing on mugs (laughs) 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 shocking (laughs) all you've been listening to this we are printing here at your station bro but yeah how are you doing today chips
0: (laughs) i'm fine i am full i could
1: eat yeah so
0: I get all the energy that I can Yes, yes, yes. so. I was the chunky Bali. <laughs> 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 <It's kan laughs> Ooh,
1: but yeah, also we have a new Facebook page up. And it's, it's I think, 150, 153 followers so far. Ah, so me. we have to keep on growing, guys. Make sure you hey. pop in. On Facebook, give us a follow, you know, interact with us. We will be posting more content as from the weekend onward. And yeah, we actually have an exciting show today. Um, JP, don't you want to tell us about that?
0: Um, So today is all about pink table talk. Mm. We'll be talking about um, surviving um, loss. That's why I said (laughs) tissues (laughs) is on my side. (laughs) <laughs> for the time, uh. you know. <laughs>
1: also, this show, The Pink Table Talk, is hosted by JP, that will be uh, taking place every Friday. every Friday, and yeah, basically the times will be confirmed in the week. Mm. And
0: we at forty So be prepared. Keep an eye very out. Very
1: excited. Let's
0: jump into the news. Yes, sir. Oscar Pistorius is very high spirits. Mm. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Convicted killer Oscar Pistorius is back at home. <laughs> the Department of Correctional Services confirmed on Friday morning, which is this morning, Pistorius was released on parole. He was admitted into a system of community corrections and now he's at home. So I was just mm. the halfway house. Mm. Stanley. But <laughs> he was calling the halfway house. No mm. Yes. Also it's from a sadie shoot. and the studio also, mm. was a, was a um, legal eagle.
1: Also so to uh, add on uh, the Oscar Pistorius uh, coming home and stuff. The thing is no amount of jail time Oscar Pistorius serves could ever bring back her murdered daughter. River Steenkamp's mother, June, said in a statement that reiterated her acceptance of the convicted killer's release after eight years behind bars. Was,
0: was like, ah. Yeah, he must. wasn't oh, was it a 10 years? It's oh, eight yes year. a, a ten years. I was
1: like, he didn't serve out his full sentence, Mos. you get me, because he was a good boy.
0: How the police? Half naked woman, five Saladan <laughs> so police are investigating the circumstances which led up to the violent Calcutt clash between women and cops in the overbirth Dorby. The shocking incident has seen tongues wagging after a video of the arrest went viral on a chat group in the past week. The clip which was recorded by the family shows Two angry women scaling with officers as they attempt to arrest a man whom family identifies as their brother. The clip, which is nearly six minutes long, started by showing cops trying to take the man in custody while a woman wearing only a white panty starts <laughs> which the officers. The alleged suspect is he, trying to run into a bathroom and is chased in by a police officer and one of the colleagues came to, oh, the police man,
1: the you see this video? Yes, I did. We actually watched it yesterday, in studios. <laughs> also in other news, ISA's largest online retailer, Takealot, has not restarted selling beer and wine, after it was directed, to stop selling alcohol, owing, to an unspecific license problem. Yes sir.
0: Sharks come now. I was only five people at the beach. <laughs> I was one of them.
1: Shocking. Oh,
0: yes. So according to the South African weather services, temperatures in the mid to low twenties, are expected a forecast of twenty-three degrees on Friday. Okay, so that is for mm. Dark me. I'll see you at money beach to honey. Musenberg is totally off because I'm only really shorted at the Musenberg.
1: Making mm. and so on.
0: The wilds. <laughs> Yo <laughs> sorry I I was reading your whale watches. Sorry <laughs> I was supposed to be whale watches. Mm. But yes, whale watches are also on board with everything. Yeah. But um has at least seen now nobody he's been eaten alive. Yeah.
1: In other news, uh, the Democratic Republic of Congo says it has had no talks with Israel over housing Palestine refugees, and that concludes the news.
0: But yeah, let's just quickly. I just want to. touch on, on oh, what I saw this morning. Mm. Um, the li- it was yesterday. Lions head. Um, was completely vandalized yesterday mm-hmm. by, um, by protesters, the Palestinian protesters and yeah, yeah. and it upsets my soul mm. because it get not that in the lovely in know, what else is Palestine? I mean, we get we, we sympathize mm. okay, it's been um, Ms. Law Enforcement Sorry, <laughs> law and order, I mean sorry, uh. so everything is because it was quiet, because a lot of people, the look did the but they've seen am mm. lot I mean, mm. even Muslim people yeah. also saying that it's not right what they're doing. And not nothing. But the green, okay, it's no. all cleared mm. up now, so mm. that's a good thing. Thank you, Ms. Sandy Shoot the Flowers yes. for the confirmation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Any news on sports, Mr. Jaivon? Not Man. actually, noth- nothing Javon big. Javon. Yeah. Oh, so it's cakey <laughs> Please, we just take us into a quick song. Yes, sir. Jump into the real topic. Shall okay, we? Yes.
1: Let's go for, yes. for it. Pink table talk with JP, yes. our host. Yes. So we're we gonna start off today.
0: Oh yeah. Let's start with the ping ging, ding. ding. <laughs> 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 oh. So um, we are talking about surviving loss. And there are um, many types of loss. financial loss, I don't know what is the connection with the financial loss there. But there is many many types of loss that we are going to by means about what us, you know, because friendships come to an end. That is also a loss. But today we're going to be speaking to Uncle Stan. But I'm going to be asking um, everybody the same, you know, the same questions. So um, my uncle, it was now, we all know that he has lost his mom. Um, I'm not sure about the timeline, but what's important, you know, you... Um, hey? now, no, 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 it's fine. Lost my tissues. Um, but yes I just want to know firstly um, why is it important to grief because you know we all I know I haven't I don't actually know um, the meaning of grief myself so
2: JP thank you so much for inviting me to you and the team and for having me here you and uh, Javon I think you know you are not prepared for when you lose a parent because your mother taught you to be ready for the world but your mother never taught you your parents never teach you to be ready for when they pass away or when they die when my mother passed away a new chapter opened in my life i never knew about grief i never knew this is what i was going to feel this is you know i'm going to get emotional i'm going to cry because if you look at my family i'm the only one that looks like my mother (laughs) <laughs> I, I can hear Yes, I can hear the well. Because, you know, why do you grieve? Okay, so let me start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. My mother was an introvert. Now, growing up with the introvert, she didn't speak to people. Mm-hmm. She liked to be on her own. So, when I was born, I was the first child of, of that introvert. I'm, I'm also an introvert because it's a behavior that you actually, uh, you know, mm-hmm. but it's a leer. And growing up, I became a friend. I only realized it when she passed away. I became a friend. Mm. I was more like a friend because whatever went wrong in her life, she would tell me because she didn't speak to people. Even though I was young, Mm. even when I got older as well, she would speak to me. And the day when she passed away, I never knew I loved my mother so much Mm. because you, you don't wake up one morning, you're going to lose your mother now and, 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 yeah. and, and then you're going to get over it. No, when your mother passed away, you will see when you lose your mother. Mm. It's the worst pain, worst hurt anybody can have or can go through. So you have to grieve. And, and my grieving, my mother passed away, next month it will be two years. Sometimes I put my mother's jersey on in a t- and just to be like a and then I speak like a, Yeah, I had more you know. My mother was the original Joe Barber. My my, my mother wasn't an educated lady. My mother started son a few school at that time because of the 90s group X. In fact she was born in Constantia. She went to Constantia primary. That time it was white um, school. And I shared that memories with her. She told, she shared that with me. She had so much hope for me, so much, okay, get a bit of but I can't explain the relationship a son has with his mother.
0: It's so you would, you would say the biggest loss was losing your mom?
2: losing my mom. But it's supposed to be like that. Remember, we are supposed to bury our parents. Very seldom on the Cape Flats it happens, yes, the, parents the parents bury, their bury their children. the children, so it, has to, it, it,
3: it had to happen.
0: Okay, and Ms. Sandy Schutzer, what would you say was your um, biggest loss?
3: My biggest loss and the importance of grieving is that you were able to speak about it eventually, you know, because there was a time after your loss that you couldn't even think about it without crying. You couldn't even speak about your loss without bursting into tears. You couldn't even articulate the proper sentences, just trying to explain to people what you maybe experienced. So I was pregnant on the, yeah, for eight months. I then gave birth on the 18th of January. Uh, and my baby only lived About 10 minutes So you now my husband is Muslim So <coughs> we decided As a as, a, as a part, as a, as a couple That we won't raise our child Christian or Muslim mm-hmm. But we would teach our child uh, both religions And when the child is at the age of accountability That the child will make a decision yes. For him or herself as to which route They are going to take But we are going to live exemplary lives And live a life that's, that teaches the child To be God-fearing and not uh, conform to a religion you know so when our daughter was born a uh, full uh, how do you say it? it was a full term it was eight months but the baby could still live there was no um, uh, lungs affected or any that like no defects or anything like that so he did the adhan in both ears but the baby only lived for 10 minutes and I was nobody prepares you for that You're always of the view that you're going to give birth and your baby's going to live and that is how it's going to be. But nobody prepares you for when your baby dies. So when you you are, are pregnant... You don't even realize that you're actually building a bond with that unborn child because you're feeling everything that the child, or that at least the child is feeling everything you are feeling. And because of the hormonal changes, you are also experiencing new uh, emotions. Because yeah. it's emotional. So it was by a Lord. I couldn't watch a movie without crying and What's it like? I was actually thinking about
0: this say <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> So he would ask me, like, are you crying? Like I'm like, I don't know why, but the tears are running down. And it's not even a sad part to the movie, man, you know? But because my emotions was all over the place. So you 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 grow fond of that presence in your body, growing inside of your body. So when the baby started kicking. Nobody else could feel it, but I could feel it, you know. And then when it came to, I think I was six months. Then because it was a bit of fetches, you know, so you couldn't somehow feel the kicking, man. I had to wait till the baby progressed a little bit, grew a little bit. Now can't you no liquor kind of, you know? Now can the palm was no full. Now the baby scop this is not this kind of soccer player, And then we we booked by Alnisa, you know. We did our scans there, and everything was fine. There was no signs of of. Um, uh, uh complications there was nothing like that we did our booking and everything and then this one day i came i i actually was on light duty i didn't patrol as much and whatever because it's my first pregnancy so faisal came home from uh patrol and then 12 o'clock i told him something don't feel right i not and um then i told him don't you want to check <laughs> Don't you want to check? And then he checked and he said, like, there's something there. And immediately we went to, to, to the hospital. And then they said, look, the baby is, is, is actually ready to come. Yeah, oh. Lord, prepares for you for birth. First thing I thought was, is my vagina going to go through this? <laughs> this alone is traumatic. You, <laughs> you're not used to it because it's your first pregnancy. Nobody teaches you or tells, listen, this is how it's going to be. So I was in labor for 13 and a half hours. Then the water broke. So at half past 11, the evening, my water broke. Half past 2, the afternoon, my water broke. And only at half past 11, Hannah was born. But it wasn't that painful no, now. I think I was a bit overdramatic because I was to the other ladies. I said, what's going on? Well, Janey, go look. No, 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 never mind them. Kiki, she was a bit overdramatic. Wow, wow. And I thought, why am I not going through it? I was feeling the pains, but I could, I could endure it. Because I think I have a high tolerance for pain. But when she was born born, um, there was that, that awkward sound. But you, you, know, you watch some, so much TikToks and YouTube videos. So you wait for the doctor not to eat yeah. the, the bump. Because sometimes the still ate, you know. Might have been you once You smack and then the rice. You know. But it was only for, for 10 minutes. But if, if not maybe 5 to 10 minutes was very, very, very short yeah. uh, span of time. But instantly you you, you you have that bond. Instantly. And I think uh, Faisal, Faisal her And uh, Faisal cut the cord. You know, so he also... Bonded. Immediately. Immediate. Not, not saying they didn't bond prior to that. Because as I said, you know. But I think there was where everything really started, but it didn't even last very long. Whereas Stanley had a whole lifetime of relationship with his mom. So the depth of their friendship and their love was different to the depth of my loss. You know what I'm saying? And even though it's different, you cannot compare the type of loss. I don't know how to put it in words, but loss is loss. Yeah. But if you see a relationship that is so deep where you actually your mother's friend, yeah. your mother's like a confidant, mommy goes, come see, So the kettle and go, let me go do this you for you, your sister must to see you, mommy, mummy, you need to be like You know, so I didn't have that opportunity and I felt that I was robbed of that opportunity. So then I stayed in hospital and Faisal did the burial alone quite a few of my friends and quite a few of the community actually um, attended the Janaza. And up until today, I still cannot get myself to go to the, to the Kubas, even though I had the boards and stuff made. So when I think it was Voice of the Cape and Faisal Syed that had a, um, the memorial, the, 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 the funeral, what do you call it, the graveyard cleanup. I was all ready to go. But when it came to that because they were going to go to Johnson Roads uh, Cemetery where the Muslim cemetery is I couldn't I couldn't get myself to, because I can talk about it but I cannot still get myself to go there. So Faisal will go there and you will go and clean up and everything but I think in my mind because my daddy raised me like this, once you bury the dead, they did and you find people that go and visit the grave for what? You know the memory that you have of the person is here, going there. They mark their carpet, alles weer up. But now see, but now krijg je sommige mensen wat verschillend lêgriep. Wat, maar maar met jy lyalinda, nie jy lyb die klom aan die mense. Ja, maar die wat hier, hey, niets te hê presence there. You know, so I I have experienced that type of loss and how I got over, not over how I was able to speak about it was I went and attended support groups where there were also mothers and fathers. At all also lost their children, at different stages in the children's lives, some at birth, some after birth, some when the child was five, six years old, and I think at that point, I was a lot stronger than a lot of the women there, because naturally women are sensitive people, so it, it helped me to attend that support group, and then in turn, because I w- I'm a trained grief counselor, I couldn't counsel myself, yeah. And even up until today, it's now going to be three years this year. If Faisal cannot talk about it yet, so when we do talk about Hannah, he will get up and he will say, "I can't oh. talk about this. So he still has his breakdowns. You know, he will say, "Like sometimes I feel weird that I still cry about it because we didn't even spend a lifetime with her, but that's what you spent eight months with her, mm-hmm. and when she was born, you were there, and now she's no longer there. So it is a loss, doesn't it? Anybody water down? the way you grieve, or feel that, that this is even a loss. You had a relationship without you knowing you had a relationship. So up until the day, Rasta, rasti rugged, tough cookie. He is my marshmallow. as it comes by, as he will still have his breakdown, you know. And how he heals is by uh, helping other people with the thing, you know, so, yeah, I'm going to experience it differently.
0: Yes, thank you, Sandy Shooter. We're going to switch over to Mr. Lamb, quickly. just. Uh, Mr. Lamb, what would you say was um, the biggest loss that you've experienced? Um, my f- I think
1: it was my first loss. Um, I had a very close friend in primary school, mm. and I feel like you don't know the warning signs of depression at an early age, man, mm. the young age, and you tend to overlook the the person being sad and you know, feeling depressed and you don't see the signs but then at the end of the day um, my friend committed suicide Mm. and I feel like it it stuck to me a lot because, you know, you experience a a range of of, um, types and forms of grief. Mm. So some people experience denial, others experience anger, sadness, depression and onwards but yeah, my... I feel like as the years went on like you learn to deal with, with a loss mm. by substituting you know things in their life so for example my uh, therapy was music and I'd listen to music a song that we would listen to and yeah basically it's, it's not that deep now as as some of my other colleagues' you know <laughs> lost stories but um, yeah it's it's something that I learned to deal with over time and you okay. know you you, do, you build different friendships with others and mm-hmm. you soon get over how oh, my my friend committed suicide yeah. and all of
0: that stuff but, okay. but yeah that's about
1: it nothing okay. too deep
0: okay i don't um I think um, I've experienced every loss there was i I' have not lost my parents yet mm-hmm. but um, for me the biggest loss that i um experience was not a lot of people know this but um have you even lost yourself sometimes yes so um i was on hormones gonna do the whole hormone replacement therapy thing and in the midst of all of that you know i was so in a rush that i didn't listen to what nobody said i didn't listen to anybody um so when the tablet started taking effect my mind couldn't take it anymore, cause the misses now with your hormones, it misses with all of those stuff. So I went into a, I went into a two-year depression. Mm-hmm. Two years, I cut myself, I did all of that stuff until I went to a therapist. <coughs> they took me to a therapist, and then we obviously must not have to share whatever. And then just like saying, listen, said star mm-hmm. is <laughs> <laughs> I just needed a highlight moment. <laughs> yes, yeah, so so um, because you know, no, sometimes we do we do stupid things, man. You know, just to to, to get people's attention sometimes and to please people sometimes. And then I think that was the biggest, biggest loss I've, I've, I've experienced was literally losing myself. Because I, I can show you pictures, driver, I was this thin mm. two lovely. years ago. I was this thin because of the depression, because of all of those things. So I think um, it's important to look after yourself. You know, it's important, it's important to grieve because I think without grief, you wouldn't experience joy. We wouldn't experience happiness. So you know, so that is one of the biggest things for me was the losing yourself part. Mm. And I
3: think the positive side of grief is that after you have experienced that level of pain or sadness or hurt, you actually value what you have around you and you start evaluating what actually matters to me, and you start you know eliminating those that does not contribute positively to your life, man, and then you appreciate what you have around you, you know, because when the person, or when you have lost yourself or somebody else, you find I didn't appreciate that person enough, I yeah. wish I could have said this, I wish I could have done this, I wish I could have spent more time, but have to understand, it's kinda to spend more time, you know, so our time is also limited, you know, but it does not mean that we shouldn't appreciate and express our appreciation and our care and our love to someone, you know, instead of waiting for that person to die a novel, J submit feelings of guilt. Yeah. You know
0: Yeah name is Sandy Shooter, we're gonna ask Mr J on land to take us into a quick music break. We'll be right back with more of Pink Table Talk. <laughs> Good (laughs) afternoon. We are back with the Pink Table Talk with Jean-Paul of Romano Abrams and guests. Um, So we're going to um, just go back into our topic with surviving um, loss. So there's just a few key facts that I want to mention that that we're going to go into quickly um, of loss. Um, Grief is a response um, of the loss of someone or something that was important. Grief can occur after a death, divorce, illness, and significant loss. Grief can affect your physical and mental health. The experience of grief is different for everybody. But now, Uncle Stan, Um, I have seen many um, situations or circumstances or scenarios where um, grief or loss can lead to divorce, It can lead to... Separation it can lead to illnesses, um, suicide for that matter, you know, unaliving yourself and stuff like that. Do you think that this is a uh, what is what? How do, how do I ask this question? Um, okay, let me just let me just a rephrase. So, do you think that all of this stuff um, does it? Does it carry on the, the partner? Let's, just, let's start with divorce or separation. Is it, is it more on the partner or is it more on the person that is grieving, that, um, that, that feels all the pressure? Or What would you say? Like How what, what was your wife's response when you were grieving your mom?
2: I would say it has an effect on both because you need to find yourself. You now have to live with this new chapter. Yes. Your partner sees you. Your Remember, even in a work environment as well, if you're in an environment where you're not happy, it has an effect on your wife and your kids, mm-hmm. so whenever you have trauma, mm-hmm. it has an effect on your family because you go home after work you go you know to the family after work so your environment actually your, your environment actually becomes um, toxic because you are the toxic yes. person, so it has an effect on them I mean for me, that first couple of months i'm one day I was just sitting and I was doing work that that week of my mother 's um, death. I'm not
0: used
2: to that. I mean, like you said, you, you said you know emotions in so on. I can see emotional person. But that day I cried, and, and after that as well, and it had an effect on my children because they never used to seeing daddy being so low. They came this be oh out, but daddy is now like, almost like he's, you know, he's a different guy. You know, he's dealing with his emotions. So yes, it has an effect on you, in Your family and even the dogs as well because you one experience something only because yeah. you don't want you know you have a different routine. Even weight, I'm, I picked up a lot of weight mm. because I used to walk down the road every day, with, um, even like with my dogs. People know me walking down the road. Yeah. I haven't done it for like two years because I'm afraid, I'm actually afraid to go out there. What if something happens to me? Because you're not thinking, this is what your mother meant to you, this is what you mean to your children. So now you're thinking, yeah. what if, if something was happening to you now? What is going to happen to your children? Yeah. So you, you think about it differently. Mm. Sandy said it very well early on. Um, I think for you, it's, it's, it's more difficult. Mm. Because you are, you know, if my child was alive today, what would we have done? Where would we have gone? How would I feel? you have all that questions where you want to you wanted to explore, you, need, you. still needed to explore. Mm. I had an opportunity of exploring it with my mother. I had six to eight years of our life, or oh, I was there for the no, till the end. Mm. For you, it's the you're always gonna you're always gonna see a mother and a daughter that, that could have been me and Anna. Mm. So you always see that trigger.
3: I, I think in my situation, after the whole uh, labour and all of those things, I also uh, picked up septicemia. Uh, so, septicemia is something that you can actually die of. Mm. So, I was sent home, and when I was at home, I was experiencing uh, chills. Mm. And I thought it was just my a fever that I'm getting. I thought, maybe I was getting the flu. It was that, that type of cold, hot, cold, hot. Yeah. And I thought I was, I thought, I think I'm getting the flu. And he went to get on patrol, and when he came back, I told him, man, I'm getting extremely cold. Yes. So, he told me, but you are boiling hot. And then um, the next morning, when I got out of bed, I hemorrhaged completely. And um, I then collapsed at home. And then he rushed me through to the hospital. And I only remember everything. So that was the morning, half past seven in the morning. Mm. I only remember or, or, or woke up at five because I was in an unconscious state. And in this, said I picked up septicemia and they struggled to to revive me on two occasions and whatever it may be. And the effect of that loss
0: mm.
3: has led me now to I don't want to be pregnant again. Oh. I think I've asked you this before. I don't <clears> want <throat> because the thought of what if I must be pregnant and I give birth and yeah I die and you leave, Jay, leave in your pa. I said no. I said too five. So we had that conversation. I said, Look, I'm forty one. I, I don't think I want to have children. Not because I of of I don't wanna have I, I don't wanna put myself through that. Yes. So he said, Look, I wasn't in your body, I didn't know experience what you experienced in your body. It is your choice, and I will respect your choice, okay. and I will support it. To such a no? we, we, we have 180 <laughs> in the yard as well. <laughs> and then I said to him, I, if I look at the way society is today, I think I make it in world. And I said to him, I then rather express my, my affection and love to a child that is abandoned by his or her parent, and I will open up my home in that case. So, Mm. last night, I would have had a a two-year-old boy, but then we found alternative place for him. So, I said to him, look, die fear No, I don't think... Mm. I I don't want to die now.
0: (laughs) I think that's a lot of women's fear of, you know, um, going through that Mm. again. So, a lot of women are not having children because they don't want to experience that loss again, you know. So, yeah, and um, Uncle Stan, Mm -hmm. um, would you say that your grief or your loss also had a effect on your spiritual life?
2: I think just yes, there there was um questions that I actually asked. Why God why are you taking a nap? Mm,
0: that is what I want to um, hear. Yes.
2: Why must she go now? No? Mm. Um She still needs to, you know. Enjoy your life with the grandchildren. Mm. She still needs to see how, how hard I'm working to put mm. my daughter to school, to university, the same with my son. So sister had to see the fruit of her labor. Mm. You know, she comes from a time where it was difficult for her growing up. And I wanted to show her I'm working hard so that she can, you know, at least know some of her offspring is doing well. Mm. You know. So you ask God these questions. Why don't you take that woman or that drug dealer's wife, yeah. is, you know, why don't take them? Because you no, know, yeah. I was honest, take that, but, uh, that drug Needs dealer's wife, that is killing people, take that, that drug dealer who's killing people, take them, leave my mother alone. Mm. Because my mother was always doing good. So the questions: it was there, but also you need to remember, God's time is God's time. It has mm. been sent out for you. You can't, if God set out the time for you to live till 69, you are not gonna live till 70. It's yeah. time. Mm. If it's now, good or bad, that has been set out for you. Mm.
0: And Ms. Sandy Shooter, we um, you you say that you you have your papers in 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 s- what is this grief psychology yes. and all of those mm. things. So besides you, where do where do we where do we go? Like we do like for for, for I'm going to be very honest with Foucault people and transgender people, um these but fa- these facilities are free.
3: All the uh, look ninety percent of the. The trauma or grief counselling is free at a lot of mm. your religious fraternities, oh. at police stations. Um, there are trauma counsellors, there's a trauma centre, there's care bears. Care bears deals with grief uh, among children, where children oh. are experiencing uh, grief when mm. the loss of a parent or a grandparent and yes. things. So there are a lot of spaces, besides the professionals, where you people pay medical aid to go and mm. see a counsellor. 90% of the grief counsellors are free. Mm. Okay. And you can find them anywhere. FAMSA, the trauma centre, um, uh, your police stations, your religious fraternity. There's also NGOs that also offer free grief counselling. Mm. Even your funeral homes, they will also give you a list of yes, places where you can okay. actually go mm. for grief counselling. Yeah.
0: Okay, and with that, why would you say is it important for people to... To, to, to go through the, the, the looks
3: like every person experiences grief differently some well, yeah. people get over it very quickly some mm. people also so used to just covering the grief up with fake happiness mm. and mask, uh, yeah. yeah they yeah. mask it you know mm. and uh, some people are very good at masking it. they're mm. good actors that they actually end up fooling themselves as mm. well but then it also has a mental effect on them in terms yes. of depression anxiety and other underlining issues that can also go over. so it's actually a good thing to yeah for grief counselling but like Stanley said off air also means a honey awesome so fun counselling because new one must we go but it's important to speak to somebody it's a sign of weakness you it's know? like for an example maybe for an example maybe Stanley cannot speak to his family because he's not used to expressing himself In this a openly way, yeah. like this deep and mm. so yes. when I walk up, there he's not gonna know who I am. You know, but <laughs> yes. you know everybody knows who Mr. K Flat Stories is. Uh, oh but when you are in that room, everything is private and confidential. So as joyful, joyful, the, the, the mirror everything is private and confidential. Like I said, people experience trauma or grief different from each other some people are suicidal some people are emotional eaters i'm an emotional eater i eat when i'm happy (laughs) i eat when i'm sad i eat when i'm hungry i eat when i'm not hungry Uh. you know (laughs) so but yeah a lot of people experience it differently Mm. so that is why it's important to go to some that is trained so that person can know okay this is how you are this is how we are going to move Mm -hmm. forward in terms of helping you to deal with your grief
0: there was one um um, day in you know, my, my, my biological daddy committed suicide when I was two. So I've always been told um, stories and been shown pictures and all of that stuff. So there was one day, it was a few years ago, then I had a dream about my biological daddy. And I dreamed that we were walking on the beach doing all of these things together. And then when I woke up there su and I don't know this man. But that was i and I cried it all week. Ida And that was a different loss for me. I don't know what to call that loss even.
3: So I think that my character is like I've learned my character. When I lost my dog, it was the only dog that I had and when I lost my dog I was actually booked off sick for three months because it could yakutail for my aunt. And up until today, it's been more than ten years later, I don't want another dog. So uh, for me it's like uh, I'm not gonna get attached to anything now because just in case I lose it I know, yeah. you know so it's the same like with a child. I don't want to fall pregnant because I fear that I very experienced. So yeah. so as I want to what can't dramatic So I can't deal with that. But on what you what you spoke about suicide, um, there was a very good friend of mine He was actually my best friend, and he actually, uh, the first time he hung himself, I came there just in time. Just as I opened the garage door, he jumped. and Oh, not jumped, yeah, he kicked the the chair. And then he was booked into hospital. I booked him into hospital and all of that. And then the second attempt, the 26th of October, at at 00.01, I got a message. I will always love you. You are the best friend I ever had. I thought it was just a message of gratitude up until the next morning when the detective firm to ask me, are you Miss Owen? So I said, yes. He says, we have a letter for you. Um, your friend has committed. So he jumped off uh, from the third floor and all of that. And his reason for killing himself was there was injustice done to him. He was arrested uh, I can't say falsely, but there was false allegations made against him. And based on the police, they didn't ask the necessary questions. They arrested him anyway. And he spent a night in Palsmore. And they did the unspeakable to him in Palsmore. And he couldn't live with himself after that. And ever since that, how I honor his legacy, I fight for the rights of men. Because men don't have much of a voice today. you know. So when it comes to abuse against men in all forms, I, I speak up in honor of him and more like him.
0: And um, Miss Sandy, uh, uh, what, how can we support grieving loved ones? You know, you, you are the, that lady that deals with these things.
3: You know, so you know, it's like Stanley used his platform <coughs> and many people may have found it not the place to, to express how they feel. That is how that person chooses to express how they feel. Some people need a uh, place to, to, um, to vent where can I put my energy in people put the energy into a fit, uh, weight loss, fitness and just support the person you know it may just be a phase because tomorrow it might be something else you just got to continue supporting the person however that person chooses to grieve that's that person's grieving process not yours I cannot condition Javon or Stanley to grieve the way I want them to grieve they must grieve the way they want to grieve however you must also be aware of the signs listen, Stan I think you're, you're spiraling out of control now I'm I'm seeing this and this and this let's just bring ourselves back to uh, to ourselves continue writing express yourself like if you look at Mrs. Obrey she used her experiences she experienced loss um, what she experienced and she vented by writing and look at the amazing book that she wrote you know
0: Jaivon actually jokingly said it earlier on not realizing that it was actually maybe serious but he said the loss of your virginity even it's how, it's you, lost how it. you lost it, yes. So, so with well, her story, Miss um, Obrey's story, she, yeah, it was taken, and, and she went through a whole grieving process. She mentioned in the book. I actually read the book, chap. Yeah. Unbottling God, it's beautiful. <laughs> so yes, um, that is that is also one of the big things. But let's go, Mr. Lamb, DJ Lamb, take us into a spiritual matter nation. Yes. We'll be right back with more of Pink Table Talk. Welcome back to the Pink Table Talk with your host Jean-Paul Ivan Romano Averins. And I'm sitting in here today if you just joined Hearty Sweows Ampakla. Um, Sandy Shooters here, yeah, Mr. Stanley Jenkins, and Mr. Chavon Lamb. We are just going to wrap up this conversation about surviving loss. Um, we go, um, Uncle Stan, um, we want to talk about... Should, ah, okay, posh. We want to talk about coping mechanisms. Because, you know, for me, my coping mechanism was eating and taking a walk. You know, a, that walk really that helps your mind, eating also helps your mind <laughs> but it was, you know, that, that was mine so what would you say, what was your coping mechanism? Mine still to days
2: day is I like to write, so I'll write maybe something, maybe a story of my mother um, mm. that I can remember and I'll share it um, on my Facebook page um, the response, many people will respond because many people are, can they, they can relate mm. um, there's a gentleman that he started following me and we became very good friends um, since I've been Um, sharing my mother's story and through my stories he actually found a bit of comfort Mm. because he thought he was the only one but remember many people people grieve differently yes i use my writing and Mm. i'm and and i strange enough um many years four years ago today i realized i can write stories and that's when i published my first book and that is we that came in for me where I could write about my feelings or so. So it's also a, div- a, a new skill that has been developed um, over the last four years. But the writing allows me to to really say what I want to say. Mm. Because I can st- I can tell my story. If it's a it skiff and crumbles, it allows me. And then also, the nice thing about not everybody out there are evil. There's good people out there. There's still amazing people out there. And the, the people who message me, I mean... When I when when I launched my book l- last year t- um, in two thousand and uh, it was a two mm. December, I had the beginning of last year January two thousand and three. I had um, I went to the library in Karachi Park, and it was also the and a policeman came to me and he asked me to say thank you for sharing your story of your mom. Oh, okay, a lady from Leventi came. To buy a book and just to hug me as well. Mm. People still get me in the street. My colleagues that works with me, I never knew people you now my company, there's about five thousand people working for the company. Um, people working for the company. When I walk through the building when I go in once or twice a week, I will find someone here. I follow that story, I wanted to tell you, I want you to send your email. Mm. I enjoyed it. So when you grieve other people grieve for you yes. or they find comfort in you. So it's very important how you channel that, you okay. know I must talk go see um, a, a counselor, mm. but I 'm at the point now where I can go see a counselor. I've sort of worked through you know I don 't want to talk to people. I first want to channel it out myself, Every, oh. everybody like I said, everybody grieves differently. I first want to get it out out of, out of my system now i 'm ready to speak mm. now I 'm ready to listen to what you meant. Mm. you know there was times where I couldn 't sleep,
3: yeah,
2: and you okay. know we were friends with a cannabis lady. I could sleep liquor. <laughs> <laughs> liquor, you know. So, so, so you, you, you you find ways to, to channel your, your 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 grief, but this is the, the thing Sandy mentioned about a dog. Now remember, not only my mother passed away, January month, Byron passed away. He was the co-host of Cape Play Stories. He used to be on the show yeah, every month. Yeah, yeah. He died of stage four cancer. Mm-hmm. We were very good friends weeks after him. My son died. Canaan. My, <laughs> my dog. Mm. I love Canaan. He was a show champion. Mm. He was one of the beautiful people. If you ask anybody in the shows, do you know Canaan? The white pool dog. They will tell you. Canaan died. Me and Kanan used to get some together crap. We used to travel from here to Kimberly to Joburg PE. That dog has more trophies than bodybuilders. <laughs> yeah. He passed away and then um, a few days after that, my father's sister passed away. And then my mother passed away. I lost four people in that time. So, 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 but I'm coping. A mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Sandy
0: Shooter, coping mechanisms, exchange sit with the chocolate in your mind. Yes. Crunchy, if we just be exact.
3: Like, how do I cope? Yes, what would you uh, all recommend? You know? is to express the way that you feel in the fashion that you mm. want to express. Don't let mm. people limit you in how you choose to grieve. Yes. I talk a lot. Yeah. Frankly, talks, yeah. I'm yeah. Mm. When somebody has something to say, you know what my experience is? Two senses. I talk wherever. Yes. So that is how you're able to to verbalize what is happening on the inside. You find a lot of people that don't know how. So like I said, people take up running and sport and oh, yeah. I, I, I'm glad I didn't go in that direction <laughs> 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 uh, 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 and if you can use your story to encourage and empower somebody else then use it yes but nobody can tell if there's a time frame to your healing you can heal and take as long as what you want yeah.
0: to heal yeah a play. A play. Before I give my conclusion, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the pink table talk with Jean Paul of Romano, Abrams. So we can But yes, we are here to just give you guys, like, um, okay, so what we did was we recapped on we visited all the things on grieving on loss and all of those. So if there is someone out there that is going through something right now, you know it's not the end of the world. We are we can we, we can get through things One thing that we do have in common as human beings is experiencing grief, experiencing loss, experiencing joy. We can experience all of these things And, um, yeah, so tears shed for another person is not a sign of weakness, it's a sign of a pure heart. Wow, you know, wow, that's deep, yes, yes, that is just what I want to say. But I would, (laughs) (laughs) but I would also,
1: (laughs) yeah, firstly, that was that was very touching of you, James, you know, to leave the people with some clear word. And you know, at the end of the day, um, we we touched on multiple topics relating to grief and yeah it was a very insightful um pink table talk this week there is very much more to come and we as Flash stories would like to close off our show soon but before we do so we
0: will play some music so jp yes. is there anything that you would like to tell the listeners if you can't love yourself are you going to love somebody else hello
1: you're gay man Hallelujah.